0: You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com.
1: I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valves exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out. No? With the wave and ultrasonic, agrographic, and a pulsating shave, I want a magic pill. For all my ailments, the health equivalent to Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Doctor Steve. Dr.
2: Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Doctor Steve. And this is a show for people who had never listened to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347 766 4323 That's 347-Pooh Head, believe it or not. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcast, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at CafePress.com slash Weird Medicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor. Nurse practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. All right. Very good. Hey, don't forget to check out um, feels.com, F-E-A-L-S.com slash fluid. If you would like to um, try some... uh, you know, pharmaceutical-grade uh, CBD for whatever. You know, people ask me, um, what well, does that work? Well, it's like, for what? What do you want to do? There's a lot of different data out there. I'm not pushing it for any particular thing, uh, but if you're interested in trying it, feels.com slash fluid. It's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash fluid. You get 20% off. Uh, no, sorry, 50% off your first order if you sign up for a subscription. So you sign up for a monthly subscription, but you can cancel it so uh, with no hassles. So they tell me. So um, let me know if you decide to try it. Don't forget stuff.drsteve.com, dot com for all your online shopping needs. That really helps us the most. And um, we really appreciate you uh, using that link. It takes you straight to Amazon. If you want to go there, you just click through. Or you can scroll down and see all the different things that we talk about on this show. And you can uh, uh, purchase those, including the Navage uh, mechanized neti pot that doesn't make you look like a lunatic. So it's very cool. Try it out. Stuff.drsteve.com. Don't forget tweakedaudio.com. Uh, t-w-e-a-k-e-d audio.com offer code fluid for 33% off it's one third of the best earbuds on the market for the price and the best customer service anywhere and if you want to lose weight with your old pal dr steve and hit your ideal body weight like me for the first time since college go to noom.drsteve.com you get two free weeks and you'll get uh, 20% off if you do decide to uh, purchase it. There's no points. It's a psychology app. It's about the psychology of eating. Uh, it's not a diet. That You get a counselor. You get a group. You get all kinds of cool crap, little mini modules that you do every day. It just takes about five minutes uh, to get your day started. Uh, noom.drsteve.com. And so in just a three-month program, you only have to do it for a little while and um, and uh, get back to your ideal body weight. Uh, and premium.drsteve.com if you want archives of this show. So um, And then we have something new, and I, we don't get anything from this. We're going to talk about it later on in the show as well. Is uh, Go to trip, T-R-I-P-P.com, and use offer code DRSTEVE, D-R-S-T-E-V-E, and you can get 20% off their uh, virtual reality mindfulness app, and it is unbelievable. That's what the rest of the show is going to be about today. And um, we're going to do an interview with Nenea Reeves, who is the CEO of Trip.com. and then when we come back from the interview, I will do uh, some um, of your medical questions. So hang in there.
1: You're listening to Weird Medicine. Uh, since
2: 2018, Trip. Has established themselves as the industry pioneer in immersive wellness. What the heck is that? We're going to talk to uh, its creator, Nanea Reeves, in just a second. They use virtual reality to deliver experiences targeting the visual and auditory systems that induced mindfulness, reduced stress. These are my claims, not necessarily theirs, improved sleep, and may even improve post traumatic stress disorder and other conditions. Our guest today is Nanea Reeves, CEO of Trip. Welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, I am definitely a creator, but not the only creator. We have a great team of talented people.
2: Understood. Working
0: on this. Yes, <laughs> you are,
2: I, I get it. And I, I do want to talk about that because you have some maniacs that work for you. Uh, <laughs>
0: I'll
2: just skip to that. Well, let's tell people what Trip is. And then I, I definitely want to ask you about some of the creative elements of this. So uh, tell our listeners what it is and kind of uh, what it does. What's its purpose?
0: Well, as you mentioned, Trip is an immersive wellness platform. And we are currently distributing through virtual reality because we found that the immersion of VR seems to have this multiplicative effect of anything that you put into it. And our goal with Trip is to create a toolkit of experiences that you can opt into to change the way that you feel. That was really our overarching goal. Uh, Initially, we thought, could we take mindfulness structures and gameplay mechanics, sound frequencies, and bring them all together in the immersion of VR to hack mindfulness. So that was really our first goal. But I think overarching goal is can you hack your mood overall and change the way you feel so you feel more in control or, uh, you know, to use one of the buzzwords, have agency over how you feel.
2: Sure. Well, um, I first became aware of you all just through the uh, Oculus Quest app store because I was just tootling around in there because I bought a Quest for myself because I wanted to uh, play Vader on uh, Immortal.
0: So great! I love it. It's so great. I mean, we're all gamers at trip. Uh, oh, that's to even our core. So
2: that's even better. Yeah. Gamers, so. who,
0: gamers who meditate.
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, and I have a very high stress job, and I have multiple roles. As you know, I've got I'm sixty four, but I've got two. Teenagers in the house, and uh, you know, uh, so I'm, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's awesome. It's <laughs> awesome, but it is. It just, I come home from work, and then I really start the real work of the day. Right. And by the end of the day, my adrenaline is, has just been pumping, and I know it's going to kill me someday because physicians have a, you know a higher mortality rate. And I've been wanting to go to the Dharma Center or whatever to do this, uh, to uh, meditate or do something. Mm -hmm. And I come across this app. And uh, for people out there uh, who have uh, – you're just on the go and the quest at this point, right?
0: That's correct. It's uh, T-R-I-P-P, trip with two Ps. That's right. Thank you. Right.
2: And uh, so I just ran across that said, uh, you know, uh, VR mindfulness or whatever the the demo said. And I took the demo – and it blew me away. Now oh, pe- I love
0: that. <laughs> people
2: are going to think, "Oh, you know, Doctor Steve's gone off the deep end." It, it, I, I, it first off, it opens up, and you're in this sort of think Avatar, except even cooler uh, environments, and each environment's different every day, right?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, we knew that. Whenever you see anyone do VR in general, there's this wow factor because you are experiencing one reality, your own reality, and then you put on this headset and you really are in a new space. And I think that in and of itself has the ability to trigger awe. And I can talk about some of our design principles, um, you know, in a little bit, but really for us... What we noticed when people went into VR was they go, wow, and take it off and never want to do it again. <laughs> and, right. and you know, many of us have, uh, you know, I have a closet full of old dead VR devices. And so when we were designing some of the core framework principles for Trip, we thought, how do we design this in a way that will make people want to do it? again and do it regularly, because that's really where you get the efficacy of any kind of mindfulness practices through consistency. And so at minimum, we thought, could we trigger this? Oh, I wonder what it'll be like today. And we're continuing to evolve the experience, um, pushing out improvements over time. I'm super excited about what it's going to look like even a year from now. Wow. Uh, yeah, as we're
2: yeah. evolving. And- yeah, so to, to give our um, listeners just a, a, a little idea, so you you emerge into this environment, and sometimes it's an alien kind of landscape, but it's beautiful with uh, little life forms that are sort of floating around, or uh, you know, just signaling their existence, and little things popping up here and there. And uh, yesterday, I was on sort of a, a an inflatable lounge chair <laughs> in this alien ocean and it was it was the coolest thing and then it does these breathing exercises which my listeners will instantly relate to because i'm always talking about using square breathing to break um uh to break angry panic attacks mm,
0: box breathing right right, right. Mm-hmm.
2: and uh i th- there are uh, several different uh breathing exercises and People think, oh, another breathing exercise. No, this is different because when you breathe in, these uh, sort of blue sparks flow into your nose. And as you <laughs> breathe out of your mouth, they come out sort of red shifted. And then the environment around will change as you breathe. And you can turn your head and sort of blow these sparks at, at some of the uh, environmental, uh, um, you know, constructs that are in there. It's unbelievable. The the illusion that it, when I. Uh, is remarkable, I have to say.
0: I really appreciate that. And you and I met through our support channel, actually. That's right. You uh, had an issue, and um, that's how we started talking. So one of the things um, we've been doing as the leadership team at TRIP is manning the support channel after our launch, because we really wanted to hear front and center the good and bad that our users were experiencing. Um, it's easy to get disconnected on that and, and keep moving forward. But it, I um, was very motivated to just go and let's Let's answer customer support tickets. Sure. And uh, <laughs> yeah, let's throw that out to lot. people. You,
2: that's not very often that. Uh, so let, let me just tell people what my issue was. And it was only the one time. It was the first time I used it. And I I did the sleep module. Oh, right, and, right. and so you rise uh, after doing these. There's two breathing exercises on different levels. And you rise to these levels. And then I rose above this planet and i saw this atmosphere and i kind of got stuck in the atmosphere and there was this beautiful music going on and these sounds sort of ping-ponging in my head and i didn't know what was supposed to happen i i sat there maybe for 20 minutes and um i is this thing ever end and uh, apparently that was actually a glitch because it's supposed to be um over in in what 8 9 minutes or something but i actually fell asleep so i said well this really <laughs> <laughs> this really well, works. But, but I emailed yeah. the company on the support line uh, to ask, is that how it's supposed to be or was there a glitch? And it's not very often you get the CEO of the company emailing you back <laughs> on a support line. So I was well,
0: I had uh, uh, been inspired by hearing um, uh, the founders of Airbnb say that when they first started their company, they went door to door and met with all the hosts and heard you know, all the, all their concerns and issues. And I felt like that was the right thing to do because, you know, our goal is first and foremost, as a company, if we can build something that makes people feel better, then the business itself will show up behind that. will get the support um, to continue. And so, you know, having that intention and it starts with how are, how are people responding to it? So I was delighted, uh, though, that we could continue this conversation. Um, it, it's, uh, it's you know, helpful to me to get the feedback, um, but also to get the word out there, because the more people use it, the more we can evolve the service
2: yeah absolutely well i've used it every day since oh I, I love that Yeah, every single day i've done at least one module and uh something that uh our listeners would be interested in as well is that there is sort of a uh there's a subjective well it, it, it it's all subjective of course but you can rate your mood before you go in and then you rate it after and you uh can uh also uh, uh, just pick up you know a visual analog scale we talk about visual analog scales on this uh, on this show as well for mm-hmm. j- pain and stuff and you can just rate how you feel on a scale of one to ten and when you're done you rate it again and it is very interesting to see well you improved by 20 percent and uh you went from tense and angry to calm and peaceful and all these kinds of things mm-hmm. it's a you know it's a, a very biased sample of course uh, but still, very interesting to see that that effect. So it it makes it brings me to the question: uh, Can what kind of benefits can people expect from this? I know you don't make any medical claims.
0: Not yet, not yet. We are uh, engaged in several clinical trials, and I can talk about that. Yeah, sure. Just staying on the uh, topic currently. The uh, assessments, the, the the scales that we put in the app were um, designed with the support of uh, the National Mental Health Innovation Center up at the University of Colorado, at on the Anschutz Medical Campus, and so it was important for us to work with subject matter experts on uh, our even our product design, and we thought if we could just capture the data with every session. Uh, that awareness of your mood trends and being able to actually state it would help you identify your own patterns. So I, I don't know if you've um, used the aura ring for sleep tracking, but I've noticed having visibility into my sleep patterns through the ring um is has been helpful to even change some of my behavior around sleeping yes you know I've identified optimal time uh, uh, to go to bed and quality of sleep I'm looking at in a way that I didn't before just by having some level of uh, Feedback. measurement yeah, yep. even if it's qualitative and so we thought could we do that with this um Idea of moods and your emotional well-being and see how you're doing. And then in our mobile app, it allows you to track uh, that data over time. And we're actually working on a new scoring method for your mood so that you can start to see like a daily score and an overall score.
2: Because I've noticed, uh, because it's one thing if you do something like this, uh, there are a couple of studies that show that people that watch nature scenes feel yeah. better afterward, and they but they often fall asleep, and then when they wake up, their stress is just right where it was before, and uh, so that's it, one thing to to get eight minutes of rest, but whole another thing to get long term benefits. And this is just a with an a, a, my own experience, anecdotal with an n of one, <laughs> but I have noticed that my baseline. Uh, uh, numbers when I'm rating before I do the app have actually risen over time. So in in just, you know, whatever, a week, 10 days, I might've started out, I'm rating myself at a four, but now I start off rating myself at a six or seven. I I can't make any claims from that, but it is interesting.
0: Yeah. And I think just even that you had the awareness for that um, as a perceived benefit, I think has some benefit to it. And I think the one thing we do know that we're doing at TRIP is the mere act of you taking this time to connect to yourself and take care of yourself for eight minutes in this container that's designed to uh, uh, give you a respite in and of itself has, I think, benefits. It's a behavioral change, and our goal is not to replace Any kind of mindfulness practice, I I have a deep meditation practice that has influenced a lot of the uh, design principles of the product, but it's really, can we be an onboarding mechanism for you to start to look at the way you're feeling? (laughs) Like a a gateway drug. Yeah, well, <laughs> or uh, what, did, what did we call it early on a VRug a VR-UG, yes. <laughs> right? Yes, uh, so, you know the, this whole new category of digital therapeutics that's emerging. It's um, fascinating, and VR really has a place in that category of, of using software to um, uh, in therapeutic use cases.
2: Yeah, well, um, uh, I've looked at some of the research that's been. Pretty well demonstrated that delta sound waves in Mm the sort of binaural audio therapy have uh, effects on anxiety. Yeah. And uh, there I, I read just one study on patients with pre-surgery anxiety. So mm-hmm. um, I I have uh, some theta waves. Uh, theta binaural sound waves are also helpful with relaxation, anxiety reduction. So let me play them. And then maybe if, if I, I'm putting you on the spot because um, I know you're an entrepreneur and not necessarily a scientist, but you're deeply immersed in this. I just wonder mm-hmm. if you can explain sort of what uh, delta and theta waves are. But let me play them just for a second for everybody. Now if you're listening on headphones there's a stereo effect to this where things seem to be passing through your brain which is an illusion of course. So I'll just let those go in the in the background see i'm starting to get relaxed already <laughs> so what are what are we listening to how is that different from just me getting on my synthesizer which by the way i have a nice electronic uh, music studio here in the weird medicine studios as well right,
0: uh, how, right how
2: is that different than me just noodling around on my uh, oberheim ob6 yeah
0: well i will say that all music has a. uh an effect on a human. And, you know, there's studies on on certain classical music pieces that can be used to de-stress, even improve productivity. And there's a a fairly decent amount of research on that. Um, With sound waves, we thought, let's incorporate binaural audio. Uh, We do um, put in theta and delta uh, into the experience. Sure. Uh, that's why we ask you to select, do you want deep relaxation or sleep preparation in our calm trip? Trip is definitely better with headphones uh, uh, rather than the in-device sound so that you can get the binaural effect. Okay, but Binaural audio can be somewhat dissonant, Uh, in its sound, I I think it has a tendency at times to sound a bit spooky. And Uh so we worked very closely with Justin Beretta from The Glitch Mob, um, uh, who's our creative director, to incorporate binaural audio in a way in our calm trip that um, was still pleasing. And so we really hit it much harder in that part where you levitate. in the experience and you go up, uh, and we're actually going to make some changes so that you don't hear the voiceover meditation during that part. And you can get the full effect of the binaural audio with this, um, feeling of, um, uh, embodiment as you float up, even though you're sitting, these are some of the things we can do in VR that, um, I think have some transcendent properties and can also, um, stimulate different responses, just even awe or connection, um, deep states of gratitude, which can affect your vagus nerve, uh, hmm. um, starting with you just feeling more compassionate toward your own life experience and your own self. And I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but there, <laughs> no, there definitely are, there are benefits to that. It's a real thing.
2: Uh, so stimulating the vagus nerve, uh, you brought up something that's interesting to me because we do vagal nerve stimulation for chronic pain. Right. And, uh, and there is a branch of uh, one of the um, uh, nerves going to the helix of the ear that actually interfaces directly with the vagus nerve so you can, uh, you know, you can access it from outside the body. Uh, is that what you're talking about? How are you stimulating well, the vagus nerve?
0: We we it's not so much stimulation; it's more activation, okay. and uh, so it's different than doing the the manual stimulation that you're talking about, which is you know very effective, but can also be invasive. Right. Um, but there are um, things that you can do to activate it. Um, there's a you know some people will call the vagus nerve the Oprah nerve <laughs> because it can it can be activated through images of seeing. People in acts of compassion, um, helping other people, looking at small animals uh, uh, you know uh, infants as well uh, can can stimulate this response in you
2: that 's fascinating. What do people need to use uh, the trip app um, does can you do this on say a VR on your cell phone you know the one the people that have the, the let's say the samsung it just snaps into a headset, or what do you recommend?
0: We uh, are available right now on the Oculus Go oh, great, and great. the Oculus Quest. Uh, the Oculus Go is at a very affordable price point. I think the current price they're selling it for is. So these devices have uh, really gotten much more affordable than, uh, you know, what they were even just a couple of years ago. And uh, you have an Oculus Quest. I feel that's really next level. You don't need a computer for it. You just need the device itself. We like uh, to recommend that people use headphones. And uh, what we found with the phone devices is Just that little bit of latency from the phone to the VR device, even though it's sliding in, that's really, I think, what was causing in the early days a lot of the um, motion sickness that people were experiencing. And uh, a lot of the uh, manufacturers have deprecated that functionality. Now, because of that, we've got these great devices. Um, Because of devices like the Oculus Go and the Quest I will say that the research now is really evolving on using VR um, to address different mental um, health issues and, and even some physical in the area of pain management. Right. Um, we're doing a, um, a, a a research project funded by the NIH right now in addiction recovery, a two-phased um, uh, uh, grant was uh, received to do this, and we're really excited about that. It, for me personally, my family has been devastated by um, the impact or effects of uh, drug addiction. I lost my sister to a drug overdose oh, uh, about five years ago. I know. it's. Um, I think the most painful thing— any family can go through is to watch someone you love just completely destroy themselves through addiction. And you feel very powerless over it. And, uh, and I know that I'm definitely not alone and, you know, just from a pragmatic standpoint as well, uh, in the workplace, um, uh, issues with addiction can have a huge effect. And so, you know, we're excited about the ability to be able to go, do evidence-based research and start to see how we can use our technology um, and evolve it in ways that can support different uh, indications. Uh, you know, be an en- intervention for different problems.
2: Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm going to be applying for a grant. I, I called uh, the research. Um, department at our cancer center this morning before before this call and we're going to be applying for a grant to uh try to use trip for uh or anxiety in the chemo suite and Ah. uh, we're going to have to come up with validated instruments to uh you know to measure anxiety and maybe some other parameters before and after and then we got to come up with like a nature landscape uh, uh, you know, environment that we can use as our "quote unquote" placebo.
0: Yeah, the sham. Yeah, All right. right. Yeah. And well, we have a we have a nature environment in our more content section in the video, so we certainly could use yes. even within the same. Uh, yeah we'd love to support you with that okay I, um, uh, anything we can do to provide the devices and I'd be happy to share with you some of the IRBs that we've had approved that that would um, be great for uh, I'm, I'm going to New York next week to kick off a, a new uh, research um Study on reducing anxiety in a a psychotic and schizophrenic population. Weirdly enough, they respond better to these fantasy environments uh, on some initial feasibility testing that the researchers had done. Um, The frame uh, to go into an environment where they had some real world frame of reference. But then the sensory dissonance-hmm you know, so if you're on a beach and you don't smell beach or feel beach, the brain kind of goes on high alert at least in this population like what's wrong? Uh, kind of like an uncanny valley response sure. that you get with robots absolutely and um, so you know we had read some early research. I can't remember I think it might have come out of UCLA on that sensory dissonance in virtual reality. And so we made some design assumptions that if we brought familiar objects in, like a seahorse or something, that you go, oh, I know what that is, but we put it in environments that you've never experienced before.
2: There's no expectation.
0: Right, and that might trigger... an ability for you to let go and uh, relax into it with a, a wow or awe kind of response.
2: Yeah, and that's fascinating because you're putting people in an environment where there's zero expectations of s- smelling anything because they're in a sort of, you know, an, an otherworldly place.
0: Yeah. and so What when, does space smell like? Yeah, right? Right. <laughs> I,
2: don't, I don't know.
0: <laughs> exactly. <That's> fascinating.
2: <laughs> I, I, let me ask you, what maniacs, Code Your Landscapes, because these are not normal people. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
0: you know, and we're um, starting to open up our toolkit to other developers to design trip experiences. So I've been searching for more maniacs out there. <laughs> um <laughs>
2: I just don't get H.R. Geiger. You know, <laughs> the, yeah. the worst thing that could happen is uh, oh, Trip decides to do a Halloween uh, uh, edition and uh, <sighs> and start. Uh, you turn around and start seeing scary things because that would terrify me. I am so.
0: <laughs> well, a lot of the early VR experiences and and it's weird. They're very popular. Yeah. You know, are oh. basically designed to scare the yeah, crap out of you. Zombies you know? coming
2: from behind you and all this yeah. stuff. I mean, it it's loads of fun but it really gets my adrenaline pumping. It's that's in, in no way stress reducing.
0: No, and I think in the wrong um context it could actually um you know we have to be responsible. Of course. And I think you know we saw that and we thought well could we Take that same powerful effect to make you feel like you're, you know, hanging off of a cliff or uh, being attacked by zombies for real. Could we? <laughs> yeah, of could we uh, use those same principles to help you de-stress? Let's start with de-stressing and. Right. And be less agitated and maybe insert a little pause so you don't really send that email that you know, <laughs> you're, you're furiously writing. And these things will have um, major benefits. They're the same kind of benefits that you get from a deep meditation practice, but we find that um, adherence to a daily practice is really, I think, uh, um uh, an issue for a lot of people. We know we should do these things just like working out. Um, but you know, uh, how do, how do we stick with it? I think the motivation becomes more of the challenge. So I think VR, mobile apps, all of these things have a place to be, um, assistance to help us, but ultimately you're the one that has to build that muscle, and um, so going back to the maniacs designing it, you know, they'll start to create stuff and think, wow, this looks really cool. And then I'm sort of the person that goes, yeah, but how is that supposed to make someone feel? Right. And so we look at a lot of research around and some of it is uh, pseudoscience uh, that we'll look at. Um, but it has some design principles. Um the way we incorporate sacred geometry, we read some research on uh, the fact that fractals have a pleasing um, effect on the mind. And uh, um, that might be the reason why, when we take psychedelics, uh, our brain produces patterns, because mm-hmm. it's trying to stabilize itself. Um, well, and, I, w- I wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Was that the laugh track? I love that. (laughs) I need one of those in my life.
0: (laughs) Even that, we should do like a, um, I want to do a a bunch of trips that have guided meditations from comedians. I think there's some joy to laughing, right? Absolutely. I agree. Very healing. Um, There's even like a whole practice you can do about smiling when you're unhappy, uh, even if it's forced. It's the, you know, those muscles that can actually lift your mood. So we're looking at um, all these different um, things, but it always goes back to how is this going to make you feel, right? right? Are these colors um, uh, calming and pleasing? And you know, what's interesting is that can vary by region because red in the West you know, is used um, to generate uh, energy or even anxiety, which is why a lot of fast food restaurants use it. They want to get you in and out. But in uh, Asia, red, you know, has very different uh, properties to how people respond to it. It's considered a lucky color. Uh, It's what you wear when you get married. And so we have to be able to shift our content to the individual. So, when you do trip and you give us those um, baseline and endpoint mood reads, and you rate the session, we use that data in our platform to understand what does Doctor Steve respond to differently than what um, uh, Aurora, our QA um, uh, and product manager person respond to and and capturing that data and looking at the variances so we've already under um, uh, have noted that men seem to relax more floating in space being above ground and women seem to like uh, environments that are more terrain focused where they're closer and more grounded
2: that's fascinating Mm -hmm. yeah i mean well I could come up with a bunch of different hypotheses for that but um yeah that is a really interesting uh, finding and of course you do both in the in the in the trip experience We do yeah Um is, uh, speaking about floating in space when we ascend to look down on the earth like the space baby in 2001 why do we always see California Could we see another part of the country at some
0: point Yeah that's a, or even the world you know they they um Pin. I don't think it's working quite right. It's supposed to be where you're located,
1: but I think it
0: might be coded to where our office is located. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So thanks for continuing to QA debug our product, Doctor Steve. That is hilarious. (laughs) Um, But we're going to add some features. Um, One of the things that we're working on for that is. You know, the whole point of uh, that experience is we really wanted to see if we could trigger the overview effect and uh, that the astronauts have when they go into space and they look down on the Earth. And, you know, they come back very transformed from that experience. And so we're going to change some of it to uh, get a deeper connection. One, we feel that, you know, can... Can we just use that space to help people be more mindful about, you know, the state of our planet and the world and the community on it? And um, so you'll see us incorporate into that part of the experience more of a feeling of connection, connecting to other people on the planet. We'll start to introduce a a little community feature that... um, uh, you'll see shortly. I don't want to talk about it too much, but it's super cool. And, uh, yeah, we'll, cause you're in tech, Tennessee, right? That's right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm going to be out there, uh, first week of March and there's a very cool conference. I'll get you an invitation to on, uh, using virtual reality in, uh, healthcare. Oh, well, I would love yeah. to go to that. Yeah, I'll, I'll get oh, you yeah, hooked please. up with that. Please do. And, uh, it's a very exciting community, and we're all very friendly with each other, even though at times we're competitive. Uh, I think that even just sharing research data, how we structure these studies, as you mentioned, having a sham VR experience, even just so you can control against the effects of immersion is important, and then uh, what else you – Control against I think is um, important, and the devices now are at an affordable price. We can do research at scale
2: oh yeah yeah it's, uh, it 's uh fascinating this is something that 's really emerged uh, you know emerging. I think v r is just in its infancy and it 's already incredible i'm uh, you know and I had the same experience that you did. I bought an oculus go for my kids and they tried it a couple of times and then just kind of put it down, even though they yeah, they had that wow factor. And I bought myself the Quest just for the heck of it. I didn't mess with it for the longest time. And uh, then all of a sudden, it just kind of clicked in my head. And now I'm, I'm a very regular user. And like I said, every night before I go to bed, I'm I'm hitting the Trip app. So it's uh, quite wonderful. If you want to try out Trip, get out your Oculus Go or Oculus Quest and find it in the uh, Oculus Store Use the offer code Steve and get 20% off. And by the way, that's just for Weird Medicine listeners. I don't get anything from that. This is not like a, we've got some sort of affiliate agreement. They just want you guys to try it. So you get 20% off. And there is a demo version where you can try out the focus module. And uh, Nenea is the narrator. I, you know, I realized that about halfway through this interview, I recognized <laughs> your voice. <so. laughs> yeah,
0: and uh, uh, my co-founding partner, Zach Norman, is the voice on Calm. And uh, okay. yeah, we're hoping, you know, as we grow our audience, we can bring in new voice talent as well as uh, enable different languages and um, so you, anybody who also wants to subscribe, there is a seven-day free trial that you can cancel any time in uh, if it's um, uh, something that you feel is not not helpful to you. But we would love to um, uh, get people using the product. It only helps us be better as well and create more experiences. Yeah.
2: Oh, fantastic! Uh, it's the greatest thing in the world. Before we close, have you played the game Red Matter on the on the Oculus? By the way, no. Okay,
0: is that on the Quest?
2: It is. Uh, it's on the Quest. Um, the textures in it are uh, so realistic, and the puzzles aren't very very difficult. It's a, it's a, it's a fun game. It. Uh, but the reason I bring it up is at the very last module. Mild spoiler. You're on a a moon of Saturn and you go outside and you look up and there is Saturn uh, as if it as it would look as if you were standing on the moon Rhea. And uh, I'm just telling you, I wouldn't mind if every once in a while I ended up uh, my trip thing, you know, floating around Saturn or something. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I love
0: that. You know, people have been sending us their recommendations which <laughs> you know sure. we love you uh, oh, know oh, we good. love it and one one feature i have you tried the mobile upload of your own pictures into the experience into the yes, focus strip?
2: absolutely
0: i love that feature i mean just for me personally i've used it um i used it on the anniversary of my um late husband's death he passed away from cancer oh, gosh, about I'm sorry four years ago thank you i appreciate that and it's um always a sad day when you hit that anniversary of the loss of a loved one and uh, you know uh, this past april i was able to upload pictures of him and hold space you know, for uh, uh, quite a a bit of time just honoring our journey and and really feeling a deep sense of gratitude in a way that was so empowering and then take off the headset and go about my day into my new life. And it was the first moment that I really understand that just by exposing these little tools to people, they can find their own way through that. We saw, we have another man who has liver cancer, uh, using our product regularly, finds that it helps him get a little distraction from the pain that he experiences. And he's uploaded images of himself when he was healthy to remind himself who he is
1: when he's feeling, you know,
0: so it's, um, I think a a really powerful tool and we love hearing the stories from our users on how they, they use it. Someone else sent us a note saying they, they set their new year's goals by uploading, you know, what they want to be or what they want (laughs) to accomplish. And they meditate on that in trip, so I love that.
2: Yeah. People won't understand what we're talking about till they try it. So I yeah. absolutely go try it. And you'll see if you do the focus trip, you'll you'll see what we're talking about. There are these sort of orbs that move when you move your head and they'll have different uh, you know, when you start off, it's just pictures of happy people, kids and animals and stuff. And of course, my experience with uploading isn't nearly as impactful as yours. I've got uh, a, a picture of a hippopotamus that I took when we were at uh, yeah. at Disney World (laughs) so it's not nearly as impactful but it does give me uh, sort of warm fuzzies as uh, I remember a great family trip so you know I can see so many uses for this, and thank you for being on here. I You're have welcome. to just tell you, I'm a pleasure. just a, the hugest fan, and I look forward to actually uh, incorporating this into my research. I've got uh, quite a few publications in the national, or you know, in the uh, medical literature, and I look forward to uh, becoming part of this sort of research community of people doing medical research in virtual reality because I, I just think it's got such potential.
0: That's great. And we're happy to support you in that effort. And uh, thank you so much for the exposure to your audience. It means a lot to us all, uh, the entire TRIP team. Thank you. And
2: Thank you again. So Nanea Reeves, CEO of uh, TRIP. Uh, You can see her uh, work and her company at TRIP.com. And uh, don't forget, uh, if you want to try it out, use the offer code Steve for 20% off. Nanea Reeves, thank you very much.
0: You're welcome. Thank you.
1: You're listening to Weird Medicine.
2: Well, that was, um, I, I found that fascinating. Does, could you tell your old pal Dr. Steve is excited by that? I haven't actually been excited about something like this in a long time. And uh, particularly not to actually cause myself extra work and uh, call the research department, and get an IRB app- you know, to work on a grant and IRB approval to uh, do, um, you know, a a clinical trial in our cancer center. I'm very excited about that. I'll report back when I know more. But if you try it and you like it, let me know. You can do the demo for free. You can do the seven days for free. Anyway, that's, you know, I I get nothing from that. I just, um, I I think it's awesome. So anyway, all right, let's take some phone calls. Uh, I probably... Hey, Dr. David,
3: Scott, a very long-time listener since o and and all through your podcasting, but first time reaching out. Um So hey, over the past so. year or so, I've been experiencing some very annoying heart PVCs, you know, preventricular contractions, a lot of them, all the time, really. And they got so annoying and worrisome to me that back in December, November, I got not my doctor and a cardiologist specialist had the following test done. We had an EKG, we had a 14-day health monitor
2: like a it wasn't actually a halter that's monitor. not a halter monitor what he had was an event monitor i'll guarantee you so uh let me let me get everybody on the same page he's talking about premature ventricular uh contractions so this is um when the uh the ventricle contracts be prematurely hence the name and uh, you, most people have these and don't feel them, but sometimes you'll feel it as a skipped beat. You'll feel like it's a skipped beat. We'll talk about why it's not exactly a skipped beat, um, and, but, but something different. And uh, But let's see what he... So he had an event monitor, which is a monitor you can wear for an indefinite period of time. And Anytime you have one of these episodes, you push a button on it. A Holter monitor will record every heartbeat for 24 to 48 hours, and then they'll scan it looking for crazy arrhythmias and stuff like that. Uh, this, is, uh, this is for something that doesn't happen every day. So
3: Take to my chest with a Bluetooth phone, um, again, for 14 days. An echocardiogram was done, and then the big one was a CT coronary angiogram with contrast. Nice. The pain. So for all that rigor, um, it was a lot, but I wanted to rule out everything, and after all that, everything seemed fine. The test revealed I have a perfectly normal heart with normal valves, walls, etc., and about nine percent cholesterol blockage. Everyone so far has said the PVCs, which show up, showed up all over the fourteen-day monitor and a couple in the regular EKG, are okay. Um, they and nothing to worry about. They claim it won't affect my life, strength, etc. They claim the
2: recovery beat, which tends to be a little stronger, right, is not an elevated risk factor for stroke. That's the one that you feel. So, when you have, you know, your heart's beating, doom. And then all of a sudden you get this premature one, and it will pause because it tried to beat, but there really wasn't a lot of blood in the in the uh the ventricle to pump out, so it just sits there, and now it's trying to repolarize, and while it's doing that, blood is still flowing into this ventricle from the other side of, <clears throat> excuse me from the other side of the body. So the heart's starting to fill up and it's filling up and it's filling And Now it's overfilling because it's taking a little bit too long. And then it goes, oh crap, I need to beat. And then it goes, tung, 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 tung and gets back. So it's those afterbeats that you often will feel. The pause itself, you don't feel so much, but it's when uh, you get the uh, comp- compensatory afterbeats and trying to clear out the system and get the volume back to uh, what we call homeostasis, meaning you know just sort of a, a general average. So let's hear what he says. Aneurysm or anything, which was a question I asked. Uh, they claim all
3: that, but they drive me fucking insane, the PVCs, not the doctor's. That's yeah. a different story. If I'm sitting, I still feel them all the time, at least one a minute if I'm paying attention. Um, if I'm doing something, I really don't pay attention to them. But they do happen every now and then, even when I'm active. Um, so my question is, is this really an okay situation? I'm concerned about quality of life because I find myself paying so goddamn much attention to them. Should I be worried here? Should I seek out more tests or other opinions? And finally, is there any actual way to stop these fuckers from happening? So, really, really grateful for your time and any guidance that some guy on the radio can get.
2: Yeah. So, uh, PVCs, or uh, when they're in the presence of a normal heart, are actually not considered a significant risk factor. Uh, PVCs in a diseased heart are of significant concern. But this person has had every test in the book, it sounds like. He's been to cardiologists, so they know what they're doing. And I'm assuming that an electrophysiologist took a look at him, and made sure that there weren't any uh, pathologic, you know, circuits in the heart because the heart, heart, electrical device, basically, and it, it even has um, trunk lines. It's fascinating if you ever look at uh, look at Purkinje fibers. Just Google that P E R K I N J E fibers, and or look at a video of electrical conduction in the heart. It's fascinating. I've used that word way too many times in this podcast. It's very interesting uh, to watch and very educational. Anyway, so uh, uh, in the presence of a normal heart with no weird pathways and short circuits and stuff like that, PVCs are considered relatively benign, but they can, as this person says, drive you insane. So there are medications you can take. They can give you medications. What I generally did for folks with uh, symptomatic PVCs that had a normal heart was put them on a beta blocker. But of course, beta blockers can cause uh, erectile dysfunction. So you want to get a really cardio-selective beta blocker, one that really only works on the heart and nowhere else, and they make those. Uh, If you're really worried about um, your penis not working, then there are calcium channel blockers that can be used. There are antiarrhythmic medications, but I would stay away from those. They tend to be more expensive, and they can actually make arrhythmias worse Some in, in rare instances. So the beta blockers and calcium channel blockers, where I'd go with that. And uh, I just uh, – there's you don't have to live um, with this discomfort. And I know it's minor and it's benign, but it's driving you crazy, and you can actually get medication to take care of it. Okay, let's uh, take another phone call.
1: Yo, Dr. Steve, Bobby in Texas here.
2: Hey, Bobby. Now,
1: I am dealing with my old lady. Old lady. Now, she is a normal, level-headed, smart
2: woman. (laughs) Not for long. Uh, If you keep calling her that, are you... um... Are you a biker in the 70s? <laughs> oh, anyway, okay. All right. so I no, no judgment. No judgment. I'm just going go ahead.
1: She's talking <laughs> about this frickin'
2: Oxy powder
1: lately, uh, trying to get her gut flora and whatnot in check. Uh, she had a child with me. I, uh, I think it's mine. Two <laughs> years ago, we had a little boy, and... Ever since then, uh, pretty regularly she's complaining of yeast infections and or I will notice some cottage cheese-like discharge mm. around my old meaty sausage <laughs> upon completion. And I don't, I don't complete inside her, so, you know... I...
2: Hey, Earl, we got any cottage cheese back there? I'm starving.
1: No, it's not me. Uh, I occasionally get sort of uh, painful maybe itchy seems like a yeast infection around my old mm. <laughs> ball there,
2: uh, she's
1: <laughs> talking about getting this colon cleanse thing going on thinking it's going to alleviate her constant yeast infections and also she has had a problem with her Acid reflux for uh, 10 years, okay. probably off and on, you know. Just can't eat spicy food anymore, can't handle the food that she used to without, you know, complaining about this constant acid reflux and these fucking, sorry, uh, these frickin yeast infections. Okay. Right? Uh, I don't know if you know anything about this oxy Powder prep She says
2: it's a oxygen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm not going to trash somebody's product or anything like that. So let's just talk about colon cleanses in general. The uh, colon is very well designed to deal with gross stuff. You know, it's it's its job is to reclaim water from. Uh, liquid feces that's brought into the colon from the small intestine. As it passes through, water is reclaimed. And uh, then its other job is to safely pass said fecal matter from, uh, you know, the body to the outside world. It really doesn't have a lot of, I mean, there are other things, there may be some immune uh, properties, and certainly there's a whole gut flora thing, mind-gut connection, and, um, you know, a healthy bacterial colony in the colon really makes a big difference. You know, we're pushing healthy bacterial colonies on one hand and then basically putting bleach in our colon to, quote-unquote, cleanse it. Um, that's, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't agree with that, and I don't, I'd like to see actual studies if anybody has any that shows that that's in any way beneficial. Now, um, you, you know, people talking about, well, I've got toxins or concretions. If you're constipated, that's one thing. There are no leathery year, years long concretions in the bowel. The bowel is perfectly capable of clean, if cleansing itself completely. And anyone who's ever done a colonoscopy knows this is true. You, They know it's true. Anyone that's ever had one done, anyone that does them, anyone that's seen one knows that this whole myth of there being leathery concretions and that the caliber of the bowel gets smaller and smaller over time because the bowel is lined with this um Solid sludge that only the smallest amount of stool can pass through is complete malarkey. If you've ever done a bowel prep to have a colonoscopy, you know this is a lie because you take the bowel prep, you have liquid stool, there's no, you're not passing leathery concretions. And uh, you, by the end of like the old Fleet's phosphosoda um, uh, prep, you would take this stuff, and stuff would be uh, just forcefully just shooting out of your colon, and then you'd stand up, and and the, the water was as clear as a mountain stream. It's amazing. And then when you look up there, there's no concretions. It's nice pink mucus membrane all the way up through the sigmoid, transverse colon, through to the down to the cecum, and if you're lucky and you've got a good endoscopist. They could go into that terminal ilium, look around in there. Nothing. No leathery concretions, no decrease in caliber of the bowel, unless, of course, there's a real problem like a tumor or something like that. And uh, there wasn't any in the toilet either. So where is this stuff? It's, in, it's a figment of people's imagination. And there are some of these bowel preps that are so full of fiber that when you, and you'll see these videos of these people, they'll they'll take a dump in the bucket and then they'll dig around with a stick and pull out these masses of just fibrous tissue. And go see? Well, no, yeah, I see it. That came from the from the bowel prep that you gave them. If I give them a normal bowel prep, you won't see any of that, and their bowel will be totally clean. So don't fall for this stuff. Now, having said that. Uh, Constipation, diverticulosis, messed up uh, bowel flora can absolutely make you miserable. And so, therefore, eating a balanced diet, high in green leafy vegetables or a vegetarian diet, even better. Supplementing your diet with uh, uh, soluble fiber like oat bran or even uh, our old friend that we haven't mentioned in quite a while. Uh oh! <laughs> that's the sound of a uh, whole world having an awesome series of bowel movements after using Citrucel, which is methylcellulose, a soluble fiber that's not digestible, so it doesn't cause gas. Um. Uh, and when I say not digestible, it's not digestible by the uh flora in your bowel, so and then a probiotic, if you've uh, taken a bunch of antibiotics and you're just feeling miserable, a probiotic can restore some of that balance to your bowel and the gut flora, and it's great uh, all of these things are true um, but what isn't true is that unless you're wiping. In the wrong way, and I don't know any women that don't know that they need to wipe from uh, 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 front to back, <laughs> I had to think about it for a second, um, uh, that there's any connection. There should not be a connection between the vagina and the bowel unless there is a real pathologic situation like a, um, a rectovaginal fistula or something like that. That's where you have an actual physical connection between the rectum and the vaginal wall uh, because the bacteria that are in the vagina stay there. They don't seep through the skin uh, and the mucous membrane or the membrane in the vagina and then somehow get into the colon and vice versa. You yeah, there's a very nice barrier there that uh, keeps that from happening. So uh, anyway, uh, so to finish the question, Fixing the bowel isn't necessarily going to do anything at all for her recurrent yeast infections. So uh, people will say, well, if you eat yogurt, I don't understand that one either because I'm not sure how the lactobacillus, which is proof that God has a sense of humor, that the same bacteria that makes yogurt yogurt is the same bacteria that makes a healthy internal uh, vaginal flora. Um, Not, you know, it's just... I don't know. I guess it's just efficiency. Why, why create yet a different bacteria for that uh, when one will do for both just perfectly nicely? But because of that, plain yogurt that's cultured has lactobacillus in it. So there have been people that have done a yogurt douche to repopulate the uh, vagina with good bacteria. Now, you wonder why is this keep coming back? One possibility is it's never gone completely away. Make sure that you are following the treatment instructions completely and finish all your medicine. You can't just go until the uh, uh, discharge goes away, that sort of cottage cheesy discharge. You have to take it and uh, finish it. And if it comes back, uh, switching to a different anti. Yeast medication may be helpful, but again, you've got to follow through. And, uh, you know, if you're doing anything like taking antibiotics, those can lower the amount of good bacteria in the vagina itself. Uh, Uncontrolled diabetes, hormonal birth control, spermicidal creams and jellies, all of these things can uh, alter the balance of bacteria in the vagina, allowing more uh, of this uh, yeast to grow. It's called candida species. Now, there are some theories that uh, wearing wet or tight clothing like sweaty gym clothes and stuff like that or thongs that don't allow that area to sort of just naturally breathe. It's not like it respires, but you know what I mean. Being open to the environment can create the sort of environment where yeast can grow um, there's really no research supporting that anything that you're eating, it will either help or make this worse. Um, so anyway, um, talk to your OBGYN. See what you can do. And now it's not impossible. The dude, he it, in this case, he said that he had it uh, at the base. He may be giving it back to her. So there are times when we will treat both partners at the same time. So the female gets some... Uh, cream that she can uh, uh, introduce intravaginally and then the male will get a cream that he just sort of slathers on I love that word slather when you're dealing with uh, this kind of thing you just slather it on and uh, I do it for the same duration and make sure that it's neither one of you have a reservoir of yeast and then when you do that often this can be prevented all right so uh, see your OBGYN. That's the most important thing. And thanks always go to Dr. Scott, even when he's not here. You can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, Lewis Johnson, Paul Opcharsky, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Ron Bennington, and Fez Wally, who's an early supporter of this show, has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel, Sirius XM channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's Pleasure. Many thanks go to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, and get off your asses and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.
3: Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5hourenergy.com.